Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. This episode of the Absolute Sports Betting Degeneracy Podcast is brought to you by MyBookie.ag. Don't know about MyBookie? They are redefining the gaming scene for both sports betting and online casino games. Sign up at MyBookie.ag using the promo code ABSOLUTEDGEN to claim a deposit match up to $1,000. That is right, $1,000. Absolute Sports Betting Degeneracy. Hey everybody, Arch here, and it is Saturday morning, which means we are talking the National Football League Week 10. Max, what is going on? Oh, nothing much. This this is the show that I actually show up for. The rest of the week, I just kind of half-ass it, but this is the show that I actually prepare (laughs) for and I show up for, right? I mean, uh, most days I just kind of roll out of bed and just kind of, you know, breeze through a couple of, uh, you know, lines and stuff like that and just make my best guess. But on on Saturdays, that's when I really show up and, and give you guys some value, right? Right. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Sorry. That's Panther. Oh, <laughs> what's going on, Panther? Uh, look, you guys are going to be so happy. Okay. And like, this is vintage Panther. Uh, welcome to all you live listeners, if there are any. Um, but uh, vintage Panther, I, I did exactly what Max said. Rolled out of bed. I'm looking at a blank white sheet of paper. No prep. We're just going to wing this shit today. And I missed my Panther parlay by like four touchdowns. It was like, <laughs> it, was that, it was just that close. It was, it was right there. Richard, what's up? Yeah, isn't that part of being the Godfather? I mean, you could throw money line picks out there all you want, but isn't the uh, idea to win? You, you can't be the Godfather if you make money line picks and they're just losers. Sorry, there's only one Godfather, and that's me. What does that mean? You bought 20 shirts? No, that means when I make money line picks, Panther, they, they win. Well, let's let's download and listen to every single episode when we're talking about run lines in baseball, and then let's see that. Let's let's see how 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 often you hit on on those. You should have been the, lines or money lines. You should have been the money. Uh, you <laughs> well, should have been the money line mafia in baseball. Yeah. You should have hey, been. Mother- I, I tell you what, I, I can I can assure you that going through them because I, I do keep track of them. That I did run into a little cold streak there, but I was profitable on my money lines because after I was uh, prompted by Arch, I would only then focus on money lines that were plus lines, 
and still managed to work my way through it. So uh, we, you can go ahead and download and listen. You'll be wasting your time. I don't think we are wasting our time because what you say on the show and sometimes what you actually do in your betting accounts is sometimes different. Like uh, you come at, after the fact, it's like, oh, yeah, I accidentally, bet accidentally on clicked on you. <laughs> yeah, one time I accidentally clicked on the, on the frauds. <laughs> the other time I accidentally clicked on the over when I wanted to bet the under in that, that Rams-Bears game. Oh. Your two favorite teams there, Max. Mm, it's true. It's true. All right. Well, we got every single game on Sunday to talk about, so we better get to it. First up, we've got Cincinnati-Pittsburgh. Off the board most places, but Pinnacle does have it. Pittsburgh, minus seven, Max. Yeah, Big Ben was put on that COVID-19 watch, but the expectations are for him to be eligible this week. We will find out later today, or if you're listening to the show on Sunday, you already know. Uh, everything seems to be pointing towards him playing, though. Um, definitely helps the Steelers out, but I'm still sticking with my, my early lines prediction of betting the Bengals with the points and possibly the full on upset, uh, Steelers defense should make Joe Burrow's day tough. Gio Bernard's going to need to continue his unexpected Renaissance for the Bengals to win this game. But again, this is a division game. Big Ben hasn't been able to practice with the team all week. Uh, Steelers are primed for a letdown game, and I think this could be it. So, yeah, I will I will stick to the bet. Cincinnati here plus the points. And as you all know, earlier in the week, I did money line bet this at uh, my bookie. So, yeah, I, I will bet the Bengals here again. Welcome to the mafia, uh, Mr. Max. Uh, interesting thing here, though. Like I, I was with Max um, on Wednesday talking about this this game. Uh, big believer in the Bengals being able to create some havoc here. But one of the things that we got to keep an eye on, the Steelers lead the NFL with 32 sacks and rank second in pass rush win rate this season. The Bengals still lead the league in giving up sacks at 28. So they, they still have to fix that problem of keeping Joe Burrow upright. A lot of that has been Joe Burrow just doing his thing and, and avoiding those rushes. Uh, no Joe Mixon again, even after the bye week, that didn't help. He didn't practice all week. So Giovanni Bernard will be the guy again. Um, but that doesn't deter me. I, I, Roethlisberger hasn't practiced as well because of the whole COVID situation. So, um, I jumped on the Bengals at the middle of the week. I'm sticking with them. I'm not going to money line it here, but I am going to take those points. I'm going to bet the Pittsburgh Steelers. They're going to blitz the hell out of Joe Burrow. He should be ready for it after a week off, but he's still a rookie. He's still going to make mistakes. He hasn't faced a defense much like this. And then on the other side of the ball, if Big Ben practices or not, it's not going to matter because the Cincinnati Bengals don't really get after the quarterback. They're one of the worst in the league in terms of sacks. He'll have all day back there to pick them apart. I'm betting the Pittsburgh Steelers. At nine and a half, I loved the bungles. At seven, even, ooh, 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 I'm going to lean them instead. I, I, I'm not going to bet them. So uh, keep an eye on that. If it, I, I, I don't honestly know what it's going to do come Sunday. But yeah, I mean, if you're catching closer to eight, I would bet the Bengals. Seven, I would just kind of, I would lay off it. All right, the total in this one is 46. Yeah, I, I will bet the over on this one. I have this at 50. Uh, so I do have the Steelers winning 27-23. So, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a kick in my nuts to my, my money line play that I made earlier in the week. But I do have the Steelers <laughs> winning by about three points. So if you add that up, that that's 50. I, I do think, you know, Big Ben missing practice and not doesn't matter. I think, I think this game goes over. 
Yeah, I'm in complete agreement here. The, the Steelers have this rep or have this incredibly great defense, but the fact of the matter is they do give up points. Uh, gave up 24 to Baltimore, 24 to Tennessee, 29 to Philadelphia. Uh, I think the Bengals can score here and do their part of it. So this is definitely an overplay for me. I will bet the over. I have them combining for 44, so I'm slightly on the under. So I'm going to lean the under. You're going to lean the under. All right. Yeah, I'm leaning the under here, too. It's it's right on the line. It could teeter either way. Uh, so, yeah, but I'm under the 46. All right, next up, another one that may or may not be be there, for, uh, be, have, have a point spread for you. Washington, Detroit. Uh, earlier in the week, it was Detroit minus three and a half. Max found it at four and a half. So that's what we're going with. Yeah, I got a couple of books that have it at four and a half. So, you know, keep your eye out on that. Uh, Alex Smith returning to quarterback. Uh, as the Washington starter this week. And I have to admit, listen, I'm excited by this. I'm a fan of Alex Smith. It's great to see him recover from that gruesome injury that almost killed him. Like, let's 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 yeah. put that out there. His surgery and, and the the infection and everything almost killed this dude. So uh, I'm really excited to see him out there. Now that my fanboy moment, my emotions have been expelled, let's look at reality. We know what Smith is. He's not a great quarterback. He's a game manager. That's what he does. That's how he wins games. And that's what he needs to do this week. Nothing special, nothing risky. Just manage the fucking game. I want Antonio Gibson to run that ball often. I want Smith to toss those little short passes. I want them to chop off the Lions defense with these tiny fucking cuts throughout the game. And I don't I don't want to worry if Matt Stafford plays and tosses like a 50-yard bomb for a touchdown and you're down seven to ten points, just play your fucking game. The problem is, you know who your coach is? Riverboat Ron. And I think the Washington Football Consortium is going to do something stupid to muck this all up, and the Lions will win. The Lions will cover. So as such, I will lean Detroit here. But yeah, I'm rooting for Alex Smith. You know, I, I get I share the sentiment with Alex Smith. Uh, just class act. Love the guy. Glad to see him back on the field. Wish he was in a better situation than Washington. Um, something's got to give here. Potato skins are zero and three on the road. Lions are zero and three at home. So unless there's a tie. Something's going to have to give here. The Lions give up 148 yards on the ground. Problem is, Washington doesn't run it very effectively. They only get 92 yards on the ground, 331 yards of total offense. They're just not a very efficient football team. 20 points really seems to be about their ceiling. When you look at their last five games, they lost scoring 20. They beat Dallas scoring 25. They scored 19, scored 10, scored 17. They're just a team that cannot really get the ball move down the field. Detroit's missing their top wide receiver. Kenny Galladay has already been ruled out. So we'll see if Golden Tate has uh, mended the fences there with his teammates after yelling, give me the damn ball at the camera. So I, I think Stafford will be energized to get Golden Tate the ball. Hawkinson is a question mark, game time decision. So kind of wait to see on him. But I like Detroit here, just not enough to bet them. I'm going to lean the Lions. I think the side of the ball that's going to make the difference in this game is going to be the Washington Redskins. It's the one – or I'm sorry, football team. It's the one team uh, when you think about the side of the ball that actually has a personality for these two teams. It is the Washington defense. They're going to get after Matt Stafford. They're going to keep the game close, and I think they actually cover in the end. So I'm going to – I'm not going to bet them. I'm just going to lean – the, uh, the, yeah, the the Washington football club's defense. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to lean Detroit in this one. Uh, I don't have it 
a ton of confidence in them. I Every time I back Detroit, I'm reminded why I don't back Detroit. So it's just a lean for me on them. Man, man, oh man. Uh, Max, the total you found was 46 and a half. That's right. And uh, let's just get back into a time machine and, and correct uh, something that Panther said. I think, I think Panther's mind is three years behind because Golden Tate plays for the Giants, not for the Lions. Oh, uh, shit, I think, yeah. I think, I think you, <laughs> you might have met Marvin Jones or Danny Amendola. I believe that those are the guys that are well, waiting, waiting to get the ball. From, uh, Golden Tate did have a fiasco with he his He did, team. yeah, but for the Giants, not, not for the Lions. I'm sure he had one for the Lions about three years ago when he played for them. <laughs> Uh, somebody named Marvin for sure. Yeah, exactly. You know, uh, I'm leaning the under here. I got this at 46 Lions winning 26 to 20 uh, Panthers. Right. I mean, the, the, that ceiling, that cap for the, for, for the consortium is, is 20. So uh, I do think the Lions should win and cover this one, as I mentioned. Um, so 46, it's right there underneath that total. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think the Detroit at least has more of an upside, more of ability to make, maybe make a big play or something happened. DeAndre Swift can break it to the house. Um, Marvin Jones uh, going deep, but Hawkinson would be a big extra for them if they could get him to play. But uh, 24 to 20 is kind of where I'm at. So I'm going to lean the under here as well. I have this game going to 47. So it's a a hook above a a dumb push. So I'm going to lean just ever so slightly towards the over. Yeah, you know, I'm on the over too, just barely. So it's a lean for me as well. Ooh, Alex Smith is going to bubble screen them to 21 points, maybe 24. Oh, man, that's the difference right there. Listen, if you get them to 21, then there's an over for me. Absolutely, yeah. All right, next up, we've got Houston at Cleveland. Uh, Cleveland opened up minus two and a half. They're minus four or four and a half. Yeah, you know, I, I I made a trade in my fantasy league for Nick Chubb. I'm really hoping he's back this week. He's been out since game four. They're saying it's a game time decision, so I I won't actually know. I'll be like refreshing my lineup to see if right before the game if Nick Chubb plays. Uh, but even without Nick Chubb, I think the Browns should get to the Texans' run defense. I think they should put up some numbers there, help Baker Mayfield out, give him some time to throw the ball. Uh, but you got to expect Deshaun Watson's going to come out slinging. That Texans offense can make some big plays, and uh, I, th- I think he's he's itching to get the ball to Will Fuller. I think he's he wants to get Brandon Cooks involved. I think he wants to show that going into next season that they have an offense that you know is scary and that they can build some success on next season because this season's over for them. Right. Uh, ultimately, I think the Browns come away with their home win today. I have them winning by about four <laughs> so since it's that damn close I'm, i'll lean the texans here with the points but but really in essence this is a dumb fucking push the browns are coming off that bye and then coming off that windy winter fest thing up against the raiders so we really haven't had a browns team play an actual clean football game since well three weeks ago against the Bengals, and i don't know how clean that was when they gave up 34 points to the Bengals. Houston can, you know, Max touched on it. They can sling this ball around. Uh, looks like David Johnson will probably miss this game. Shocker. Uh, so Deshaun Watson will probably be the default running back. I don't see Duke Johnson doing much more. Will Fuller and Brandon Cooks have been phenomenal this season. Um, but look, this is one of the ones. I'm calling you out, Rich. I'm money lining this thing. I want the Houston Texans. You want the Houston Texans to win this game. Well, good luck. I hope they do for you um, and all the people who follow your parlays. The um, 
I, when you look at this game, it's going to be the Cleveland running attack versus the Houston air attack. And I think that the Cleveland will be able to run the ball at will, keep Deshaun Watson on the sidelines, and then get them one-dimensional and chase Deshaun around and, um, and win this game. I don't know how much they win by, but Cleveland does win this game. So you can forget about that money line, Mr. Panther. But I'm just going to lean. I, I, I think I'm just going to lean the Browns. You're going to lean the Browns. Okay. I have it a little bit closer than Max does. Earlier in the week, I definitely would have the Browns with that two and a half. Now that it's four, I got uh, Houston winning, or not winning, but covering the four pretty pretty handily. Most of the time, Houston covers the four. I'm going to bet them. I'm going to bet Houston plus four points. All right, the total in this one is 46, maybe 45 and a half. I'm going to lean the over in, in this one. Uh, most of me, I, I have this going over. I have, I have Browns 29, Texans 25. So I do have this going over by enough. But uh, looking at what the money and the public are doing, uh, it was enough to scare me off of an actual bet. So just a lean on the over here. Uh, yeah, the money in the public would scare me, but it doesn't make any sense. You know, Deshaun Watson's got six straight games with multiple passing touchdowns. Um, that running attack that we touched on about the Browns, like this just screams offense on both sides of the ball. We only got to get to 23 points each to cover that. I'm This is an overplay. I'm betting the over. Yeah, this is an overplay too. I, I think that Cleveland has a really legitimate shot against that Houston defense to get into – you know, score 30 points. That means you just got to find 15 from Houston. I think they'll find that. I'm going to bet the over here too. All right. Yeah. I like the over as well. Uh, I'm, I'm just going to lean it though. I'm a little worried about that money in public. Yeah. Yeah. Because the public's all over the over and the money is just jumping and hammering the under. So just, I mean, I hate when that happens. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I hate, hate being on the wrong side of things. Is somebody sick and we don't know yet? Yeah. That, uh, is the wind is going to pick up in Cleveland. Oh yeah. Magically. I mean, it's been nice, but nice weather. Maybe it's just going to completely drop off the face of the earth. And <laughs> actually, actually, you know, so I'm in Fort Wayne about four hours away from Cleveland, but we're calling for rain and some, substantial win so weather yeah, there you go there you go all right next up we've got the jags playing the frauds frauds open up minus 14 minus 14 a bet my, my bookie and minus 13 and a half a pinnacle take your pick yeah i mean if there's one thing we can say about the frauds is that we call them that because they beat up on sub 500 teams all the time to inflate their record and then when they play a playoff bound team they piss down their legs so lucky for them they get a tanking jags team this week so Nice win. Nice win by Green Bay, I guess, this week. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers is 15-2 and two in his career when the Packers are favored by more than 12 points. So, again, winning this game should be a no-brainer. Uh, but covering this one is still a question mark for me. I, I like what I saw of Jake Luton last week. And the pa- Packers are going to need to blitz him if they want him to make mistakes. Because when he's not being blitzed, he looks great. When he's being blitzed, he looks like shit. The problem is, for Green Bay, they don't blitz that much. I think they're 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 twenty fifth in the league in blitzing. Mm. So I think they need to pick that up if they want to get into Luton and and you know get some turnovers from him. Uh, this I won't say this is a close one. I it's not a close one. I have the Packers winning by thirteen. <laughs> so uh, I wouldn't be shocked if they if they cover this one, get the two touchdowns here. But since I only have them winning by thirteen, I will lean Jacksonville here. At Jacksonville, you know, one of their biggest problems is just the inefficiency of their offense. They want to get James Robinson involved. They, the, the kid's 
probably their future at running back. He's been a phenomenal get for them. Um, but the problem is the score usually just shuffles him right on out of the, the play calling and they have to go very pass eccentric to, uh, um, with Jack or Jake Luton this week. Um, it just dictates what they have to do. And they, they really, really struggle. The thing about the Packers, so they've lost two of their last five to Minnesota and Tampa Bay, but the other three wins, San Francisco, Houston, and Atlanta, all three of those games, they cover this 13-and-a-half. So when they're winning, they're winning by pretty good margins. I think this one is another one of those wins by pretty good margins. So I'll go ahead and bet it. I'm going to bet the Packers. The uh, Packers are – one of the better offenses, be it a fraud or not a fraud, they are, and, and they should have a healthier Aaron Jones back this weekend. Jacksonville's defense, do they play defense in Jacksonville? Now they're going to come up from the nice, cozy warmth of uh, northern Florida into the cold that is Green Bay. There ain't shit to do there anyway, so at least they'll be able to play some football. But they're going to get scored on right and left. I, you know, 14 is too much for me to bet in the NFL – I can see Pitts, I mean, uh, Green Bay being way ahead, 21 points ahead or 20 points ahead, and some cheesy touchdown making you feel like crap at the end of the game. So I'm going to lean the Packers here. This is not even a close game. They'll win the game easy. Well, if they're going to win it easy, it seems like you should be betting that game. Yeah, I just, I, I, I'm not going to get peer pressured here, Arch, today. I'm feeling a little bit dry <laughs> today. But I, I'm worried about that backdoor cover. <laughs> I'm going to bet the Jags plus the 13 and a half. I think uh, we're going to find out Green, Green Bay is uh, Luton intolerant. So, yeah. I, <laughs> yeah, I like. No, I. it's so many points. I, Green Bay probably will cover, but I got to throw some money on Jacksonville because it's just so many goddamn points. All right. And plus it was dropping. I don't know if you saw that. It went down to 12 at one point and it's rebounded back since then so yeah it looks like there were some there's some people out there that think jacksonville can do it uh the total in this one is surprisingly it's 49 it's been dropping like a stone it was 53 when it opened yeah it's rich's point yeah the weather in florida might be nice but they also have giant jurassic park sized alligators on their golf courses so i think if, if you're the the jaguars you want to get the fuck out of florida avoid those alligators and the, the, the hurricane and deal with the cozy confines of Lambeau Field. Uh, I have this one going over 33 to 20. I got the Packers winning this one. So by 13, um, not not a great bet for me. I, I do think that uh, you know the Packers should get theirs. And I am always concerned about the Jaguars getting theirs. So I will lean the over here. But yeah, uh, I, I don't know if, if, uh, if they're Luton intolerant, Luton free, whatever it is. Uh, if they don't blitz them, then he, he could tear them apart. Yeah, Green Bay, you know, everybody talks about their offense, but their defense really has not – not near as good as they were last year. That They do give up points. Uh, Jacksonville will score. Uh, even at something like 35 to 14 is kind of where I'm at. Um, that puts it at 49. I think I could scrape together a field goal here under the couch cushion. So I'll lean me over here as well. I think it's going to come down to the Jacksonville side of the ball. And fortunately for them, Green Bay is really not all that good at creating turnovers. So they should be able to get some points against the Packers. You know, it's probably going to be that late touchdown that puts the game over, lets the uh, Jaguars cover. And uh, so I, I'm going to lean. Actually, I'll bet the over here. Oh, okay. I'm going to bet the under in this one. I think 53 was actually too high. 
I think 49 is still just a touch too high. I feel pretty good about this one. I'm going to go one and one in this game. I'm going to take the under. I'm not sure which one. <laughs> All right. Next up, we got the Eagles and the Giants. Uh, Eagles opened up minus three. They're minus four on the road. You know, if you download and listen to every single episode, you know that I've recently gushed over the Giants lately. Uh, and it's warranted, right? I mean, the defense is playing better. Their offensive line more cohesive. And it puts them in a position to possibly win the NFC East because... I mean, anyone can win the NFC East. Even the Cowboys can win the NFC East. This is a division matchup that could help them out in that quest should they want it. It's against an Eagles team that they almost already beat this season. But now it's time for me to throw some cold water on this whole fucking situation because the Eagles are getting healthy. Uh, They could see Lane Johnson, Miles Sanders, Dallas Goddard, and Alshon Jeffrey back this week. I think that could push the Eagles over the top for a win. Uh, again, like I, I have the Giants defense in, in my fantasy team. I like them to get some turnovers. I like them to get some sacks here. I do think Carson Wentz uh, will be put under pressure. Uh, that said, I, I I think he can put up some yards, a couple of TDs here if, if, his, if his offense is healthy, uh, like it appears to be. So I think he has to. I think Carson Wentz has to have a good game here today. Um, the Eagles fans are already screaming for Jalen Hurts to get the start. I've seen some Eagles fans here in Jersey uh, hoping that the Bears cut Nick Foles <laughs> so they can sign Nick Foles. <laughs> That's how delusional uh, Eagles fans can be because they are a very special breed. And if Daniel Jones can limit the turnovers, I think the Giants can keep it close. The problem is I don't think Daniel Jones can limit the turnovers. So I think he'll give up the ball once, twice, and and that will lead to the Eagles winning this one. So I will lean Philly here to cover this one. Come across an interesting stat here. Quarterback Daniel Jones has lost 16 straight games against all opponents not named Washington. Yikes. Uh, this is a team not named Washington in Philadelphia. But, um, they, look, the Giants have been playing pretty good considering all things that they've dealt through. You know, no Saquon Barkley, the roller coasters, the running back position, the turnovers uh, by Daniel Jones. But Carson Wentz has been even worse. He is just terrible when it comes to turning over the ball. And it's not just interceptions, it's fumbles. Like, he's just he's just a turnover machine. Uh, I don't know the Alshon Jeffrey. He'll come off the bench. Um, Felgum and Rieger are the two whiteouts for the Eagles going forward. I think these are the two guys, and guys like Jeffrey um, are just going to be uh, slot guys, third, fourth receiver. Um, it, the Eagles, man, I just I can't get behind them at all. They just have been so inconsistent on both sides of the ball. New York's been playing better. Um, this will be my second money line because you know what? A, a money line godfather actually makes bets on a money line. So I want to money line the Giants here. The Eagles are going to be as healthy as they've been all year. And I think that's part of the problem that Carson Wentz has had. He's had a rotating set of running backs, a rotating set of wide receivers. He hasn't really had any kind of consistency. Well, they had a week off. They're as healthy as they're going to be. Miles Sanders is back. As uh, Panther said, there's only one team that Daniel Jones has been able to beat, and that's the Washington Football Club and in the old days, the Redskins. The Eagles are going to win this game. Um, You can save your money. No need to bet the money line there. I'm only going to lean the Eagles, though, because I hate them. (laughs) I'm going to lean the Giants here, plus the four. I'm not going to bet this one because I don't have a consistent side when I look at these numbers. So it's just a lean for me, and I, 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 
I I would not money line the Giants, but you know that's, I'm not a Godfather. I'm a capo. Um, forty four and a half is your total in this one. Uh, I'm leaning the under here because I have this Eagles twenty four, Giants twenty. So in, in essence, it's a dumb push, and it's almost a dumb push for the total. Uh, but at forty four and a half, I will lean the under. Well, you would think these kind of numbers, the over would just be such an easy play. But when you, you just go through and look at these these games, uh, it's not. It, it really is not. The, the Giants consistently 23, 23, 21, 20. I mean, they're just, they can't, that's about their ceiling, right? 23 points. The Eagles have had outbursts, but in losing efforts at 29 against Pittsburgh, 28 against Baltimore, and loss. Um, it just feels like an underplay. I'm, I'm going to lean the under. I feel like the reason why we look at these points is both teams have a, a, a propensity to turn the ball over in bad spots, driving, and then you get an interception in the red zone or a fumble in the red zone, and they leave a lot of ta- uh, points uh, on the field. I know it's not going to happen because it's Carson Wentz and Daniel Jones, but if they play a clean game, I think there's any question the game goes over. I don't think they'll play a clean game. I'm with uh, Mad Max. My number's almost a dumb push, if not for the hook. I am a half a point to the under, so I'm going to lean the under. Yeah, I'm on the under too, and it feels feels a little trappy, feels a little wrong, because <laughs> it's been trending up. You know, It opened at 41, went up to 44 and a half. Is Max, is 44 and a half the right number? Or was uh, is it just- 44 and a half is, I would say, the right number yeah. uh, and, and based off of what the, uh, the betting people are doing. Um, they're still uh, betting the over, but not as significantly as they used they were. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, the, the early the early betters hammered the over. I'm talking about single digit money on the under there. It's petered off now to about 50 50 on over under yeah, slightly, you know, like 55, 45. If I can say that on the air, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. Well, that'll be a fun one to watch. Now I'm curious. <laughs> I had no interest in that one. Now I do. Uh, Tampa Bay, Carolina next up bucks on the road. Minus six. That's where it opened. That's where it is. Uh, Panthers have some offensive line issues that could put Teddy Bridgewater under some pressure, also limit their rushing attack. Uh, the Bucks sacked Bridgewater five times in week two when they matched up last time. Christian McCaffrey, we know, is out. Means Panthers going to go back to Mike Davis. So it's time to wave the white flag on Carolina, right? They're trending down in the Tampa Bay Bucks. I mean, they, they want their revenge after getting their asses kicked last week. So let's just all bet on Tampa Bay here. No. I don't think so. Tampa Bay's defense is good, but they're overrated. Uh, I think Carolina is going to be able to move the ball on them. Uh, I think specifically Bridgewater, even if he's under pressure, I think he's going to be able to get some passes off against this team. Uh, I know that after that thrashing by New Orleans, Tom's just going to be anxious out there. He's going to want the win. He's going to want to prove himself. And I think he's going to force some passes. Specifically, I think he's going to try to force some passes to Antonio Brown, which I'm not necessarily saying turnovers, but four and outs, bad field positioning, and so forth. So, again, Tampa should win this one. I know that, but I think Carolina's going to hang with them this week in Carolina. So, I will bet the Panthers with those points. What's the line? I missed it. Six. Six. Uh, yeah, I, I think Tom Brady does have a rebound game. 
Um, I think part of the problem was he, he was intentional in trying to get Antonio Brown involved last week. It was kind of a perfect storm. Uh, Drew Brees gets Michael Thomas back, and the, you know the, the Saints are in full complement, and they're just shredding that defense. The Buccaneers weren't able to run or really do anything effectively against the Saints, but I do believe they'll be able to do that this week. Uh, the Panthers give up yards, give up points. Um, they've lost four in a row, but they do score points. So that's kind of the thing. They, they're they're losing, but they're losing competitively. Um, six is probably about the right number. I think the Bucks can cover the touchdown. I'm just going to lean the Bucks this week. This game is going to be all about which quarterback's better, Teddy Bridgewater or Tom Brady. Well, a TB will definitely win this game for sure. Um, neither team can run, and – the Tampa Bay defense, well, Carolina can run the ball, but Mike Davis's effectiveness was dropping game by game in the, in the in the first absence of Christian McCaffrey. And now he's up against the by far the best rush defense in the league. And I think it's probably one of the better rush defenses, primarily because you can throw on them. I do expect Teddy Bridgewater to get his. They'll score some points. I think they'll keep it within a touchdown. Tampa Bay does win the game, but uh, I think that Carolina covers. So I'm going to lean the Panthers. All right. Yeah, that's six. I, I I love it, man. A six at home. Divisional rival. Fuck yeah. I want to bet Carolina plus a six as well. I love it. Love it. Uh, the total in this one is 50 and a half. It's trending up. <laughs> I'm going to bet the over here. Oh, you are. Okay. I'm going to bet the over. And I... I like, it's a close one because I have this at 51. <laughs> I have this total at 51. Bucks 27, uh, Panthers 24 here. So normally I don't bet the overs when it or the totals when it's this close. I'm talking about a half a point here. But I'm also looking at what the money in public are doing here. And that kind of nudged me just a little bit into a bet. Yeah, I'm just quickly doing the math here. You got a roughly 28 to 22, gives you your six points, gets you to 50. That actually seems kind of low. You, you throw that. Saints game out for the Bucks it just stands out as the outlier, but um, it was 48 against the Giants on a Thursday night, but then they, they scored 45 against Vegas, 38 against Green Bay. This this is a team that can put up points. Um, Carolina can put up points. I think this is actually a pretty easy overplay. I'll bet it. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Pretty easy. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, last time they combined for 48, so it was it definitely – um, is be right. It'll be close to that, and I have him scoring forty-eight again this time. So I think the game goes slightly under. I'm going to lean it. Yeah, gotcha. You know, I do have this going under. I'm a little worried about Max and his uh, money in public comment. So I'm just going to lean the under here. I'm just going to lean it. I was thinking I was going to bet it, but Max scared me off just a little bit. All right, Max. If I in my frightened self wanted to bet, where would I go? Same place that I went this morning to place these very bets that I'm talking about on this show. I am talking about my bookie. Whether you're new to online sports betting or a season pro, my bookie strives to create the absolute best online betting experience for all of their customers. So easy to use. It's right on my phone. I pick it up, place my bets, good to go. You deserve to bet with the best. 
head over to mybookie.ag. Sign up now using the promo code ABSOLUTEDGEN. You can claim a deposit match dollar for dollar all the way up to $1,000. It is a bonus designed to give you a little help and a head start to a winning season. That is promo code ABSOLUTEDGEN for you to claim your bonus when you make your deposit. Sign up today. Be ready for all of these NFL games this week. Don't be like Art. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Don't be like Arch. Don't be afraid of betting the total here. Go ahead. Do it. Do it. If you if you like the under here, don't don't listen to what Mad Max said about what the public is doing and what the money is definitely doing on this one. Don't don't worry about it. Go ahead, Arch. Just bet it. All right. You know, it was funny. Before my bookie, Max, I was an 80-pound weakling. And now <laughs> now, yes. I mean, I don't want to toot my own horn, but I've heard the word Adonis thrown around. So that's that's my bookie right there, everybody. <laughs> All right, next up, we got Denver and the Raiders. Uh, Las Vegas opened up minus four and a half, and they're minus three and a half at Pinnacle, minus four, my bookie. Yeah, both both these teams drafted Alabama wide receivers this past NFL draft uh, for the Raiders. Henry Ruggs III has been okay. He's had some ups and downs. For the Broncos, I think Jerry Judy has pretty much been their offense. I think without him, <laughs> Drew Locke is nothing. So I expect both these guys to get passes thrown to them today. Uh, the Raiders secondary can be gotten to, and the Denver defense is not as strong as it used to be. Remember, We used to remember the Denver Denver was all, uh, defense and not offense. It's, it's kind of like shifting now. I think... The Raiders' defense is going to focus in on their one strength, or should I say, their their less of a weakness, and that is the uh, the running game of Denver, and try to stopping stop that, which they can do for the most part until it gets to the red zone. <laughs> Once an opponent gets to the red zone on the Raiders, they just score a touchdown rushing. I think out of uh, eight games that they've played, six of the games their opponents have scored two touchdowns. Uh, two rushing touchdowns in, in those games uh, when they got to the red zone. So that's their hope. <laughs> the Raiders got to hope that Denver doesn't get into the red zone. If not, uh, Phil Lindsay and uh, maybe that other guy, another guy I keep telling the fade and fantasy, maybe maybe they'll score a touchdown or two. I, I was eyeing up the Raiders earlier this week. I do have them winning. I do have them covering by a touchdown. But Denver, man, they, they're a scary team. They have shown that they can put up points. 
And as such, I can only lean Las Vegas here. I, I just, there's something up. I oh. think the Broncos, uh, there's something up with the Broncos this week. I got a feeling. And there's something up with these Raiders too. Their last two home games have been losses, but their last three games have been wins on the road. So they're one and two at home. The only win being that opening grand finale show of, oh, wait, there was no fans. Never mind. Um, that was their only win at home. They're, I think these are actually two relatively even teams. Uh, Denver's rushing attack with Melvin Gordon and Philip Lindsay isn't all that impressive, but because the Raiders give up so many rushing touchdowns and rushing yards, they could be pretty effective uh, tomorrow. The, Derek Carr kind of gets shit on a little bit, being a, just kind of a mediocre quarterback, but the guy is is efficient, and he's he's not – Carson Wentz. He doesn't turn the ball over. He's had 16 touchdowns this year, only two picks. Um, and if you go all the way back even to last year, he didn't turn the ball over. So when the Raiders, you know, if they just play some mediocre defense and, and not let the uh, Broncos run all over them and, you know, Carr can get the ball down the field. Uh, Waller is one of my favorite players. He should have a big game in this uh, against the Broncos. Um, but I, I'm going to, think the Raiders here can get their second win. I'm going to bet the Raiders. Since Drew Locke has come back, they, that offense has been a lot better in Denver for sure. But then again, they played the Chargers in Atlanta, neither of which is uh, you know a defensive uh, stalwart. So, it, And the Raiders aren't a defensive-minded uh, team either. Um, they trade away their defensive players to the Bears, who are not an offensive-minded team. So it's just maybe if they combine the two, they'd have a good team. I think the Raiders win, and I think the Raiders cover. I'm going to bet the Raiders here too. Yeah, I, I didn't like it when it was the four and a half. At the three and a half, though, I feel a lot more comfortable. I'm going to bet the Raiders as well. All right, the total in this one is 50 and a half. Yeah, um, leaning the under here, I have this Raiders winning 28 to 21 for a total of 49, so it's a slight under for me. Um, the, the Raiders are 7 and 1 on, in their overs this season, tied with New Orleans for the highest in the league. They're, they don't play that great a defense. They put points on the board. Uh, this is an overplay. I'll bet it. Yeah, I think the game goes over too. I have them combining for fifty-two points. It's not a big enough spread for me to bet, but I'm I'm on the uh, I'm leaning on the over as well. Got you in for the lean. I like this under. I I I, you know, I just I know that the Raiders allow a lot of points, but man, I I just feel like this is going to end up being an underplay. I'm gonna I'm gonna bet it. I'm gonna bet the under. All right. Next up, we've got Buffalo, Arizona. Arizona opened up minus one and a half. They're minus two and a half now. Man, I think this is the game to watch this week. Uh, Kyler Murray, such an exciting player in general. But, Mm -hmm. I mean, his running ability against this Bills poorest defense should just be insane, right? So he's already exciting. He's going against this Bills team that can't stop the run. I think it's going to be fantastic. I think he's going to put up a show on the ground. I think he's going to toss the ball around to Hopkins, Kirk, uh, even old man Fitzgerald, I think, is going to get in on the action today. But on the other side, Arizona's defense just is not stellar. They they also give up large chunks of yards here. Uh, so enter Josh Allen and Stefan Diggs. These dudes put up some nice numbers last week against Seattle. I think they're going to do the same again. Buffalo's defense defense is starting to get healthy. So there is a chance that we can see some improvement on that side of the field this week. 
And if they do, if, if their defense plays any better than they have, they, they probably win this one. That, that's probably a money line play for you if, if, if you're onto it. I think this is too close to call, though. So I will only lean the Bills getting those points here. Yeah, you know, this on paper, this looks like this should be the, the game of the week. Um, you know, Arizona, it just kind of frustrates me because even at five and three, I think they're better than that. Um, they, they lost to Miami and Kyler Murray did everything he could to win that game. But the defense is just so bad, uh, giving up nearly 400 yards uh, total. The Buffalo team is pretty much just as bad. Uh, you know, we used to hype up this field TV last year with their defense. This year, they're really not that effective. And part of that is they've played in the last three weeks, they've played two of the worst offensive teams. So it really skews their numbers of how bad they are when they played the Jets and the Patriots back to back. I'm not a big believer in this Buffalo team. I actually think they're they're the real frauds of the NFL. There's a lot of hype on how good they are. But when they went against the Titans, they went against the Chiefs, they got whacked. Um, the Cardinals are probably closer to those teams than they are New England and the Jets. I, I'm a believer at the Cardinals and at home. I'm going to bet Arizona. I would think if Buffalo converts in the red zone, they would be a decent money line play. Problem is against so many teams, they get into the red zone and their field goal kicker probably leads the league in short field goals. So if you're kicking field goals and the other team is scoring touchdowns because Arizona is one of the more effective teams in the red zone, you can't beat – we have to kick a lot of field goals to beat a team that scores touchdowns. I, I think Arizona wins. I think Arizona probably covers, but I'm not confident in that completely. So I'm just going to lean on Mr. Kyle Murray and the Arizona Cardinals. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah, this one's too close to call for me as well. I, I can't really get to a side, so I'm just going to lean Buffalo plus the points. All right, the total in this one is 56. For the sake of your spreadsheet, I will say I'm leaning the over here by percentage still? points. By you liked it at 52. I don't, 56, is you still like the over? By percentage points. Oof. I have the Cardinals 28 and the Bills 28. I have exactly a 56. But again, when you, when you add the fractions in, it's it's a slight slightest of overs or a dumb push. But for your spreadsheet, we'll we'll say slight over. Well, if it ends up twenty eight twenty eight, you got about ten minutes of overtime to see if you can get your 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 little fraction of a point. Um, I got to go under here. You know, I, I think that win for Buffalo against Seattle is the one that stands out. Seattle's defense is absolutely horrid. They put up forty four, but before that, twenty four, eighteen, seventeen, sixteen not been a flashy offense and, and I'm not really trusting them to put up 28 or more points again this week. So it's a, a lean on the under for me. It's because they kick all them damn field goals. I'm telling you, get their field goal kicker. <clears throat> he outscores everybody, but Stefan Diggs and, uh, <laughs> and Josh Allen, this game, I have the Cardinals winning 28, 24. That adds up to 52. And that's under, so I'm going to – it's almost a bet for me, but the margin's still not wide enough, so I'm just going to lean on the under. All right. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lean the under on this one too. I don't, I'm not crazy about it, but there it is. All right. Next up, Seattle and the Rams. Rams open up minus one and a half, and they are minus two or two and a half. Depends on your book. Yeah, it's funny. You know, Rich made the joke about combining two teams, and I think these are the two teams you want to combine because you'd have the best team in football. You take, <laughs> you take the Seahawks offense 
and remove their shit defense. And you take the Rams defense and remove their shit offense. And there you go. Best team in football right there. Uh, the Rams only allow about 19 points per game. And they score 24 points per game. The problem is, over the last three games, they've only been scoring 19 points per game. So they have been actually uh, scoring less than than they're giving up. So it's not really good for winning games. And Seahawks, we know, they can put up points. They average 34 points per game. So I think this game ends up somewhere in between there, right? I do think the Rams should be able to knock a few points off of Seattle's season average. I think the Rams should be able to put up a few more points than usual, which in theory should favor the Rams if you're losing some points from Seattle, getting more points for the for the Rams. But I don't think it's enough for them to be favorites here. I really don't. I, I, I hope Rich is right in what he said on the DFS show about Jared Goff having a big game. I want the Rams to win, of course. I, I'm rooting for them. I, th- I just think Russell Wilson and crew, they're going to pull away in the NFC West today. I think this is going to be the win that that decides the NFC West, essentially. So I'm going to lean Seattle here. It's probably another Moneyline Mafia uh, play. For, for someone out there that doesn't like the Rams like I do. So I, I, yeah, I will lean Seattle. Uh, you know, this is actually going to be interesting. So it's two completely conflicting teams. The Seahawks are all offense and Russell Wilson loves to chuck the ball down the field. Uh, got those big play receivers and Metcalf and Lockett. Uh, and then the Rams, I mean, you're going to love this stat, Max, you know, Downfield, 20-plus yards downfield. The Rams have only given up five completions against 23 attempts, and they haven't allowed a touchdown on any such play. Um, Wilson's thrown seven touchdowns on throws of 20 or 20 yards or more. Um, So that's going to be the big thing. Can they stop these big play receivers from getting downfield and making those catches? At least one of them. You were one of them? (laughs) I'll stop one of them because I think we got Jalen Ramsey, so we'll stop at least one of them. But, you know, it, it's I, I trust the Seahawks offense more than I trust the Rams ability to keep up. The thing for me is I look at this going, the Rams are favored. And, and my first initial like it was a it was a punch to the gut. This this seems off to me. It really seems I would have made I probably would have bet Seattle if they were the favorite. Them being the underdog gives me so much pause. I feel like this game is a trap. I feel like Vegas is baiting us to take Seattle. So I'm going to have to lean the Rams here. The thing is the the offense is really good for the Seattle Seahawks. The defense is really good for the Rams. Maybe not in the AFC, but it's a good NFC defense. Seattle's defense wouldn't be good in college football. They, they're like a Pac-12 team. That's no wonder they play in Seattle. But I don't think the Rams' offense gets the credit it deserves. They're they're not a bad offense. They just don't turn yards into points as well as they should. Fortunately for them, they're playing against a team that does let yards turn into points in Seattle. It's going to be, I think, a back-and-forth game. Yeah, I, I, I don't know really which side to pick. I'm going to lean the Rams coming off the bye just because that Seattle defense is horrible. Jared Goff will have a big day. You don't have to worry about that, um, uh, Max. It's just a question of does it turn into points or not. So I'm going to lean the Rams. Okay. Man, uh, Panther, I thought you were going to money line this. You like the money line on the early show, Seattle. Yeah, but the, when you dig it, look, I'm telling you, everything points to Seattle. This is a whole Vegas knowledge thing. I'm trying to teach myself to take what Vegas is telling me. It just doesn't make sense. 
The Rams have scored the most points in since earlier in the week either. I'm not looking at a computer screen or doing anything when I'm when we did that show. I'm looking at it. You know, like the Rams 17, 24, 16, 30 against the skins, 17. That's, that's what they're scoring. That's not enough to beat the Seahawks. Not even close. So why are they favored? It, it's a trap to me. <sighs> yeah. Um I said wait and see on the early show because I thought you'd get some more points. You are getting some more points. You have Seattle plus two and a half. I'm going to lean Seattle here. So, uh, man, it, this is a weird one. I agree. This is this, something is a little bit off on this one. So it'll, this will be an exciting one to see. The total in this one is 54 and a half, maybe 55. I'm leaning the over here. Oh, I, have, uh, yeah, I have yeah, Seahawks 32, Rams 25. As I mentioned, the Rams knock a couple points off of the Seahawks mm. average and the Rams get a couple points over their average. And, and that, that totals up to 57. So it, it's, it's, a, it's an over, but not enough for me to bet it. Yeah, Seattle, I mean, Seattle's two losses they put up 34 points in each of those two losses. Um, the big caveat here is they were on the road, so maybe they struggle a little bit more on the road. Um, but they put up points. So if the Rams are supposed to win this, and Vegas thinks the Rams are going to win this, they're going to have to put up points. That makes this an overplay. I have the Rams winning 30-25, to 25, which almost puts it like on a dumb push. That's, uh, what, a half a point to the over? You know, depending upon which way the line moves, it can go either way for me. But for now, um, I'm, I think there's a chance that they score more, not less, because of that terrible Seahawks defense. So I'm going to lean the over. All right, gotcha. And I'm going to go the under on this one. I do think there's some shenanigans going on here. So I'm, I'm going to lean the under in this one. This is exciting. I can't wait to see this game. This is like top of the list. It's going to be so much fun. All right, next up, we got San Francisco, New Orleans. Uh, Saints open up minus nine. They're minus 10 now. Uh, after watching the game last year between these two teams, this this should be the top of the list, San Francisco, New Orleans. You guys remember what happened last year in the Superdome? Niners beat the Saints 48 to 46. Hell yeah, of a game. That was a good game. So exciting. Amazing game. Guess what? Not going to get it this year. Sorry. <laughs> Niners absolutely annihilated by injuries. Uh, they're not going to be able to hold up their end of the bargain. For New Orleans, uh, they're emerging. They're emerging as the best team in the NFC. They need to uh, take that next step and avoid that 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 little lapse here. They don't want to take the Niners too lightly and and you know get a surprise loss because you're looking at Drew Brees and he was once retired in the mind. He was retired. Not anymore. <laughs> With limited options, this dude is still completing 79% of his passes over his last three games. Now he's got a healthy Michael Thomas. Now he's got a healthier uh, team out there. Yikes. That's all I got to say here. Um, the, the problem is I do foresee the Saints taking their foot off the pedal just a little bit this week. So they win. I don't think they cover, though. So I will lean the 49ers here with those 10 points. I have it a bit closer than that. We're in the second half of the season now. So one of the things I, I hear you say, the Saints possibly taking their foot off the pedal, I'm going to go the other way. Um, the only one team this year gets a bye. I think the Saints want it. I think they want to be at home. I think they want that bye. They're competing with the Packers. They're competing with the Seahawks. Don't have to worry about the East. They're no threat. But you know they're going to have to win these out, and I think they want to keep everything clicking. 
Um, the Saints defense put on an absolute show last week against the Buccaneers. The 49ers, I mean, they're so banged up. No Garoppolo, no Kittle. Uh, I don't even know what they're doing at running back, what the name is or what they're doing there. Um, but I just can't see where they can put up enough points to keep up with the Saints offense. So I'm not a big fan of 10, but it just seems like it's do. I just feel like Vegas is saying if you want the Saints, you're going to pay for it. So I guess I'll pay for it. I'll bet the Saints. Yeah, you're going to have to pay for it if you want the Saints. And I think that, well, when you look at their season, they've beaten one, they've won two games by more than 10 points against the same team. That's Tampa Bay. Seems like they wanted to send Mr. Brady a message. Uh, welcome to the NFC South. Uh, you're no longer playing the Jets <laughs> and the Bad Bills and the terrible Dolphins, even though they would lose down in Miami all the time. Before that, they won an overtime against the Bears. They beat Carolina by three. They had to go to overtime against the Chargers. Um, they only beat Detroit by six in, in a game Detroit probably should have won. So I, I don't think they're going to beat – I know San Francisco's all mixed up. They're pretty bad in terms of injuries, but I think they'll keep it within 10. I'm actually going to bet the uh, 49ers here. Oh, wow. I'm just surprised that you're on the right side of something, Rich. I'm going to bet the 49ers plus the 10 as well. I like that an awful lot. Uh, 10 just seems like it's too many points. I know the Niners are beat up. I know they're the walking dead, but, man, I, I do think they can cover this one. All right, another interesting – uh, number here is the total. It opened at 55 and a half and it's trending down. It's 54 and a half or maybe 55. Yeah, I'm, I'm having a little distortion here. So hopefully. Nope. Sorry, sorry, 51 to 48. Excuse me. Can you guys hear me okay? I'm yeah, you little... sound great. Okay, great. Oh, yeah. I was hearing a little distortion on the line. Um, I, I, I'm leaning the over on this one. I got the Saints 29, mm. 49ers 24 for a total of 53. I was waiting for there to be more. He's never one sentence with you. Um, 48 just seems low, uh, especially for a, a Saints team that put up 38 last week. Um, I, I look, I, th- I believe the 49ers are going to score. They don't get killed. Or, you know, they, they put up points even with their JV team. Um, so, I, yeah, I think this is an overplay. I'm going to bet the over. Yeah, this is a game the Saints probably get out to a lead and then uh, much like Green Bay did against San Francisco last week. And then San Francisco kind of claws back in the garbage point time. I have uh, New Orleans winning 30 to 23. That makes 53. That's over 49. Not, again, not enough for me to bet it. So I'm going to lean the over. Yeah, I'm going to lean the over here as well. <laughs> I'm a little worried about that, though. I am a little worried about the over here because it is trending down at 51 down to 49. All right. Next up, we've got Baltimore going to New England. This should have been like, you know, this should have been the game (laughs) of the week. Uh, It's uh, Ravens minus seven and a half on the road. Damn, you know, I, for some reason, I thought this was the last game we're talking about, so I'm going to have to edit my write-up just oh, a little slightly. Just a little slightly. Uh, the Patriots managed to score some points last week against the terrible Jets defense. They squeaked out a narrow win. Now they host the Ravens eyeing up a major upset, but they can eye up all they fucking want because it's not going to happen. Uh, for them to win, they would need to step, on a, step up on a defense, which is possible. They would need Cam Newton to play great. Maybe. And then they need to win the turnover battle. And that's the one that seems least likely to me. The Ravens are great 
at creating turnovers and the Patriots are great at turning the ball over and they're not great at getting turnovers this season. So to me, that seems like a nightmare matchup for new England. I think Lamar Jackson is ready to break out. I think he's ready to have a big game. Everyone's been talking about him and how he's having a quote unquote down year, not his MVP year. I think he's salivating to take it to the Patriots, dig another fucking scoop of dirt on that coffin there. And hopefully Baltimore's game plan isn't their highly predictable 65% of the time running the fucking ball. Uh, hopefully they just let Lamar do his thing and, and he can beat up on the Patriots team. So I know it sounds crazy to bet against New England as a home underdog by this amount of points. But this is not your mama's Pats team anymore. And I was going to say I'm going to close out the show with a big bet. But now I'm going to almost close out the show with a big bet because I'm taking the Ravens to cover this one. <laughs> It's not, it's not my mama's page. I thought this was going to be a good game. So there's no Brady. There's no Randy Moss. There's no Julian Edelman. There's none of that. Like, I'm kind of disappointed. Motherfucker, you don't even have Danny Amendola anymore. I mean, oh, God. <laughs> well, they still have the hoodie, right? He's still there. That they, I mean, it's a shell of his former self, but they still got him. Yes, he's still, look, he's still over there. Look, all jokes aside, the Patriots suck. They, had, they literally had to play the cleanest game, no turnovers, a near-perfect game, and they beat the Jets by three. The Jets, who define suck. They, this team can't score. They've scored 21, 6, 12, and 10 in their last four losses. Um, I, man, I, seven points. Seven points seems so off. Like, why is this not a double-digit line? Like, something feels really off here, Max. Seven points? I'm with you. I got Baltimore. I mean, you can get the seven, but it's seven and a half we're talking about. Take the seven if you want it. We're talking seven and a half. I'm talking 14 and a half. Something's really off here. I'll bet Baltimore, but something's screaming way off to me. I think you'd be crazy not to uh, be on the Baltimore side of this game. New England's defense can't stop the run. They're one of the worst in the league in terms of stopping the run, and they're running into the number one rushing offense in Baltimore. Stephon Gilmore's probably not going to play this week. I don't know if you watched that game against the Jets last week, but that other cornerback, whatever his name is, that took for uh, Mr. Gilmore's place, made Joe Flacco and that wide receiving core look like the greatest show on turf, uh, like Torrey Holt and Kurt Warner have returned to the NFL. This game's not going to be close, folks. Baltimore's going to win this game. They're going to win by more than seven. I'm going to bet the Ravens. Gotcha. And, yeah, you know, I have Baltimore winning. Are they going to win by nine? They're going to win by one. That's my that's my concern. I'm just going to lean the Pats here. I can't, I can't get to the side. There's always the risk that Cam Newton – on the opening drive, goes down and scores a touchdown, and that's it. Harbaugh pees down his leg, forgets that you know, forgets everything, and just uh, just completely abandons his team identity. I can never get over that. You're competitive with the Chiefs, and then you just absolutely panic in the first quarter and just forget who your team is. That kind of coaching, I don't know that you can back it. So yeah, I'm going to lean New England here. Uh, the total in this one is a whopping forty-three and a half. I mean, the answer is they win by eight. <laughs> Ravens 28, Patriots 20 for a total of 48, which means I will lean the over on that one. Yeah, I, I kind of feel where you're going. I, I kind of have this at like 30 to 13. I, I feel like it's just going to be a massacre. 
um, could find a little extra under the couch cushion. So somebody give me a field goal and give me the over as well. It is kind of a low number. It scares me a lot because 41 points, you, you know, this would be a case where I think if you just left it up to the two offenses, the game probably goes under. Uh, I have Baltimore winning 25 to 16. That's 41 points. Um, I'm just worried about that defensive touchdown. So I'm going to lean the under, not bet it. You're going to lean the under, not bet it. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to lean the over here and not bet it. I can't. Yeah. Taking, oh, betting the over and Baltimore on a primetime game just seems like a recipe for disaster to me. All right. Chargers, Dolphins, last game. Clash of the Titans here. Uh, Dolphins open up minus two and a half. Pinnacle's got a minus one and a half. My bookie's got a minus two. Yeah, I mean, so I did not get to close out the show the way that I wanted to, but you know what? I'll still close out the show with a bet because that's what I do around here. I think this game could be a preview of the future of the NFL, Uh, you know, excluding Joe Burrow, of course. I love that kid, but uh, Justin Herbert and Tua Tagovailoa going head to head today. Both showing some impressive skills in the NFL. I mean, Herbert's done it kind of over the most of the season. While Tua, he just recently got that starting job, and we we know he struggled against a, a, a stout Rams defense. I think he's got an opportunity to shine against the Chargers' injury depleted pass rush right here. LA has six losses this season, all by one score. Guess what? It's going to happen again this week. Miami trending up, gearing for a playoff spot. They're going to get the win this week by one point. (laughs) It's so close here, but I want to end the show on a bet. I'm going to take a flyer on the Chargers here. I will bet LA taking that point and a half. This should actually be the Sunday night football game because there are going to be some fireworks. Both of these teams can light up the scoreboard, and both of these teams are horrible on defense. And I know you say to yourself, Miami's horrible on defense? Do they give up 20 points per game? That's pretty respectable. They give up 406 yards, 275 in the air. Justin Herbert is going to have a field day against that secondary. Um, it, it, this is must see TV. I agree with Max wholeheartedly. Like the, the quarterbacks that are coming into this league, these rookies are phenomenal and I can't watch, uh, wait to watch them grow. And this is going to be a fun game to watch. I hope I get it, but I don't think I will uh, up here in Indiana, but the chargers defense is the big takeaway, right? They, they can't, there's no lead safe with them. The chargers could probably be up three touchdowns, at halftime so run to my bookie and take the dolphins in the second half because it will be gone it will be absolutely gone and the dolphins will come back and win this game and the chargers will go home sad faces again i'm going to lean the dolphins um because i can't bet this one it's just too close this game is pretty simple to me the the chargers find ways to lose and the dolphins find ways to win It'll be a close game, like Panther says. I can see Chargers getting out, scoring points, and then the Dolphins chasing them down and winning on a review that does not get overturned. I'm just going to lean the Dolphins here. You're going to lean the Dolphins. I'm leaning the Chargers here. Max got me all jacked up, though. I'm, I'm thinking about betting them. Man, that was, that was a good speech. That was like, this should have been in a movie, Max. <laughs> Yeah, it's a lean for me on the Chargers. Uh, the total in this one is, let's say, 48 and a half. 
Yeah. Um, I got this going over. In fact, I'm going to bet the over on this one. Uh, I have Dolphins winning 26, Chargers winning 25, so we're a total of 51. I'm going to double bet. bet. Bet the Chargers, bet the over. That's how I'm going to mic drop, end the show. Bye. There we go. We end the show on a double fallacy with Max. So There you go. <laughs> Yeah, the, the 48 and a half over bet actually seems too obvious. I think it it screen it uh, it hurts because I'm like, how is this only 24 points each? That just seems so low. I I'm I'm with Max. I'm gonna bet the over, but I'm kind of scratching my head of why that number is what it is. Yeah, I, I'm I'm a half a point above, so that's not enough to bet. I'm gonna lean the over, but only by a half a point. I was gonna stay far, far, far away from this one. Oof, yeah, I got to lean the under here. I had it at a dumb push until I said, okay, well, round it. Round it. Now now, now I can go the under by, you know, a few tenths of a point. That's so a lean on the under for me. Ooh, boy. Every single game, every single spread, every single total, Max. And we got a comment from Mr. Walker that says, good show, no fluff. Damn I like straight. That. I like Damn that. Straight. Love it. Hey, you know what else you can love? Our t-shirts, our hats, Support Degeneracy. Head over to AbsoluteDegeneracy.com. Go to the Degen shop. Make sure to download the Degen's app for Android or iOS. Let us know what you think about our picks, your picks, anyone's picks. Listen to us on that app or on Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Pod, Amazon Podcast, Google Pod, Podcast Addict, TuneIn, Podsale, iHeartRadio. Watch us on Facebook. Watch us on YouTube. I don't care. Just fucking watch us. Listen to us. No matter where you listen to us at, please, highest rating, comment, subscribe, download, and listen to every single episode. Mr. Richie Rich, final words. Final words. We have this ongoing battle of who is the godfather. I know this is an NFL show, so forgive me for a second here. And forgive me for being forgetful, Mr. Morales. I, I'm old. I admittedly have memory lapses. Today I took my, uh, what is it that the old folks take? I, I took whatever it is. I forgot already. But Mr. Morales, I haven't forgotten you today. Jesus, he's got I a do have a money line play for you today. He's pills. He doesn't even know what day of the yeah, week it is. It is. <laughs> he thinks it's Friday. He's taking his, his Friday pills, but it's actually Saturday. So you might want to catch up and catch your Saturday pills too, Rich. Well, I'll take three days worth at once. I'll be all hyped up. That's why I didn't take any of Archer's peer pressure today. I, you know, I, I 14 monster drinks in me. But, Mr. Morales, I have a money line play for you today. It's football, but college football. The Miami Hurricanes won't turn the ball over four times uh, today like they did last year. They'll win outright. You can go ahead and money line that. And I will gladly keep the Godfather throne. Other than that, make sure you tell your friends about us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, however it is you communicate, because friends don't bet. let friends bet, especially not the NFL, without absolute degeneracy. Panther, the Moneyline Mafia is home right here in my basement. You can do your part now and take us home. Uh, you know, it, you can be the godfather. Ask him. Anybody can ask him. He'll tell you. But uh, it's a nice little battle we're having here. We'll see if this hurricane is hold up. That, that game didn't scream to you trap, huh? I think I was off that game. No, it, it screamed to me, W, collect. God, this guy. All right, well, when we're done with the show. Mass is going to do his write-up so for uh, Rich so that he can get through his closing without having to worry about what day it is or, or what we're talking about, NFL today or whatever. We're, we're trying to help Rich. These old people, you know, they're, they're just really forgetful. So we're going to try and help Rich out to get, get through these closes. But you guys can get on the app and you can get on the website and you can see where the real Godfather made some money line picks for you here today. 
and you can let us know what you did yesterday or last week, I guess it would be, and what you're going to do this week in the NFL. But when it's all said and done, I hope you all, even you, Rich, make some money, fools. Information on this podcast may not be construed to offer any kind of investment advice or recommendations. Under no circumstances will the owner-operators of this podcast be held responsible for damages related to its contents. We're going to have to rescind the no fluff. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.